Welcome to the Balls Not Court Podcast. Cortez Paul is here. Kevin Carter joined me over Skype. Kevin, how you doing this afternoon, sir? I'm just trying to figure out why you always emphasize the Kevin Carter part of it. I always wonder that. <laughs> no Kevin Carter. I, you know, I don't know why I do that. I just kind of prep myself to get... I have no clue because when you see me in person, you never say that. I and mean, then it's just always on here. Just always on here? I, I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> you, call me, you call me a lot you call me a lot different person, so we can't even discuss that on here. Exactly. Also we have a guest <laughs> joining us today. <laughs> yeah, you are also we also have joining us today is Jake Ellen Boggin. He is uh you want to join us and talk about some football today. He's a sports tent creator and everything like that. I let him introduce himself. Mr. Jake, how you doing today, sir? I'm great. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, you said it best. I'm, I'm a content creator. I'm CEO of Downtown Rams. And you can follow me at JK Bogan on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much where you'll find all my, my new stuff. I even have a, uh, a horror movie podcast coming out soon. So I'm doing all sorts of stuff. Look at this guy. Horror movie and the perfect time because it's October. <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. Exactly. I know. Uh, I, 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 coming out the 15th. Can't wait. Nice. Chad, what you was going to say? I saw, I saw a horror movie the other day. It was, but I don't even think it was intended to be horror. <laughs> it, was just a, it was just a bad movie. Oh. No, I seen the one. What's the, what's the movie about with the, uh, with the, uh, the blind guy? He had the in the first one. He had the girl in the, in like his basement or something and kept her there. And then oh, in the second one, oh, he's got don't this. breathe. Yes, I saw Don't Breathe too. Uh, I I wish I could get that. However long that movie was, back because I was like, what? Oh, it it hurt my head. Now it hurts my head just thinking about talking about it. Oh, you <laughs> saw the newest one. Yeah, I saw the new one. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, because yeah. I was uh, going to say the first one was pretty good. It just was really warped. Yeah, the <laughs> second one was so – the second one was just so convoluted and everything they were trying to do in it. I was just like, okay, yeah, you lost me at at blind guy beating the crap out of everybody. So I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, the re- you don't like the reverse, uh, the reverse home invasion? Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm only, I, I, if I want, look, I like my home invasions like Home Alone. If we're going to home invasion. Anymore. <laughs> That's I did go and see Venom, though, last night. So. I did oh. as well. What do you think? Oh, after credit scene, uh, my jaw dropped on the floor, and I almost screamed. But I was with my wife, and I knew she would punch me, so I didn't. Don't tell me yet. Don't tell me yet. I gotta watch it. That's why. That's why all I said was what I said. I'm not going okay. no more farther into it. Okay, Jay. Your thoughts. You, your movie. You liked it, but don't ruin it for oh, me. Yeah, it, it was a good movie, and the after credit scene just blows you off the uh, off the chair. Okay, sweet. Y'all gonna make me go see it this weekend here. So y'all gonna have yeah. to hold that. <laughs> nice. So, so Jake, uh, tell everybody wh- who who you're a fan of. I know you say downtown, so it's obviously the Rams and everything like that. But you know, tell tell us a little bit about your family show about the Rams. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'm a fan of the L.A. Rams. I'm a fan of the New York Yankees. I'm a fan of the L.A. Lakers, uh, the Vegas Knights, and I like Kansas, Alabama, and USC. I know I'm all over the map. Um, all right, I have he's off. For all of them. He. Yeah, he's off. He's, uh, I'm done. Can't talk to him more. No. <laughs> nah, for sure, man. So, uh, Kevin, tell me your teams. Uh, everything Florida except the New York Yankees. Or I like the Yankees. Uh, Gators, Jaguars. Unfortunately, um, very unfortunately. Uh, hockey, hockey. I, I, I. I don't mind um and the miami heat so i'm just everything's florida except the yankees <laughs> uh for me football is denver broncos florida gators uh nba is orlando magic um I, i'm really so i'm very casual because i just lived in boston for like two years so boston red sauce is very casually so y'all don't sac- like sacrifice me for liking the red sauce because I, I really be like oh yeah they, they won cool I, I don't know all the players so i will admit that that team i just kind of follow them and, and i mean i'm like hey that, that's cool they're winning they're losing i'm like all right whatever but yeah so very casually baseball I'm really getting to soccer down here. Don't kill me, guys. But I, I like Orlando City. I just been kind of going to a few soccer games down here. So, 
but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with my teams. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the Broncos pick. I like you know I've been rooting for them. I, I actually really like that whole division except for the Chiefs, to be honest with you. So we, everybody like the Chiefs. We can get along, well, it, Drake. <laughs> it's it's funny because I, I love Mahomes and I actually really like Andy Reid and I felt like he wasn't treated appropriately in in uh, Philly, um, but. I don't know. I just their complacency on defense. I'm glad it's finally catching up to them. Oh man, thank goodness. Hey, we agree there. So <laughs> good deal. Well, hey man, go ahead, Kevin. Speaking of complacency, complacency on defense. Did anybody watch that game last night? No, I, I was saw. watching Venom. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, we went. I went. I got off work. I went. I went. Saw Venom at four, so I could make it back in time to watch the game. And if I could go back and just watch the first half and then go watch Venom again when the second half started, I, I probably would be happy until it was time to go to bed because that second half was just, uh, good Lord. I've never seen I never seen a team so so competent. In the, well, I have. It was the Jaguars before. But I've never seen a team so, so confident in the first half and doing everything right and in the second half just completely – implode upon themselves on the defensive side of the ball. It was just, it was horrendous. Yeah, well, I think that was the, the desperation of a of a no-win team. I think they got that that kind of, uh, that energy to start. And I think what it came down to is, you know, they, they started, you know, obviously they couldn't execute in the second half. And, I mean, the Bengals, you got to put them away because they have an offense that can come back. You know, they have... Exactly. It's yep. just... They're very underrated, I think. I mean, they're three and one now, so I mean, you know, I don't know why we're still underrating them. Um, you know, I, it, it's they're not probably they're probably not going to win the division, I, I would assume. But um, you know, that defense is not horrible. They also keep this in mind. They played without Jesse Bates, who's the best safety I think in football. Uh, so, you know, he he not him not being out there, I think definitely opened it up. Um, you know, for Trevor and, and for the Jaguars to get things going, especially when you got James Robinson getting the second level, uh, because once he did that, you know, you don't you don't have Bates out there. Bates is a sure tackler. Bates has incredible um, range, you know, a guy that can be a total terror. Uh, so without him out there, I think it definitely you saw a different in the defense. I mean, he is he is the heart and soul, in my opinion, of that defense. So, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, good for for Jacksonville. It, Here's the thing, you know, I like I love those games because I don't have a rooting interest. You know, what I mean, I just two teams I respect. Um, you know, I have family in Jacksonville. Um, my aunt, um, you know, is a huge Jaguars fan. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side, you know, with the Bengals, I have family that likes the Bengals, and you know, I just love Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase, and you know, you know those guys. So. It's uh, it was, you know, I didn't get to watch most of it, like I said, because of Venom. But you know, I caught a little bit of it, and um, you know, those are the types of games that I like to watch on Thursday because it's just like, all right, I don't have to stress because the Rams aren't playing one, and two, it's not like I have a rooting interest, so I can just enjoy and watch it without a bias, so to speak. See, I've learned, I've I've just learned not to stress anymore while watching the Jaguars because I know what's going to happen. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't I, I don't even stress no more. So, I, but what you said earlier—that's why. Uh, that's why right before the half, when Jacksonville went word on fourth and one to uh, to go up twenty-one to nothing, I really had to didn't have a problem with it because, dude, you've lost eighteen straight games. You you yeah. you're not expected to do anything. If you have a team down fourteen to nothing and you could possibly put them down twenty-one to nothing, especially with the type of offense that we know the Bengals that can have, especially with Burrow playing quarterback. You have to do it. You have to go for it and step on their throat. Everybody was like, well, look, if they would have kicked the field goal, that would have been tied. I said, yes, but also in the second half of the game, Jacksonville stopped, Jacksonville's defense stops them one time, and they still win the ball game. I said, so it, it's, it's six and one half dozen in the other. And I didn't care that they went to it on fourth down because I'd rather them be aggressive, especially after losing 18 in a row than kicking the field goal and losing because, I don't know, they went down and scored a touchdown at the end instead of kicking a field goal. So uh, it was just, 
<laughs> nice. luckily, 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 I could go to sleep afterwards and just completely forget about it and then remind myself that Saturday is coming so I can watch football to where I really stress. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talking about the uh, the Gators, right? You sit there and watch. <clears throat> Should be a good game. So, but. But hey, man, they make me stress more than anybody does. So I'm uh, that that's where all my stress focuses on is on Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. So, wait, well, let's get into these questions right quick. And I want to get both y'all expertise on this. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to chime in a little bit. So the three, and oh, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat is clogged. Um, so the three and oh teams that we have here, top of my head, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Broncos, I got the Panthers. There's a few that I'm missing. I'm trying to think. Anyways, which team to y'all right now is, is, is a legit Super Bowl contender out of those three teams? And, Kev, you want to go first? Oh, that's easy. The Rams. <laughs> the, <laughs> as much as I hate to say it because we literally sent everybody over to the Rams, that was any good. <laughs> um, it, it's it's it, it, it it's definitely the Rams. They've got they've got that missing piece was having that quarterback, and with Stafford going over there, uh, it, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. They've all they had the skill pieces. Uh, Sony Michelle has actually been uh, with the the other guy going down. He, I noticed the FSU running back. I forgot his name. Sorry. But uh, with him going down and then Sonny Michelle, them getting Sonny Michelle in that trade, uh, he's been a nice, uh, nice piece for them. But they, they've got all the pieces in place now. And then with Stafford there, it's just they're clicking right now. So I would say they're the, they're the biggest threat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as we saw last week, than anybody else that's in the, uh, in the NFC right now. And they're, they're the closest three and O pick that I think I would put into the Super Bowl. Gotcha. All right, Jake, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, you know, coming into the season, I just felt like, you know, when the Rams got Matthew Stafford, they already had a Super Bowl college roster. When you go back, you watched last year, you know, getting to the divisional round the way they did and going toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers was Jared Goff. Really, it wasn't Jared Goff that lost in that game. And the fact is, that defense became ordinary once they lost Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. so... He is just such a huge, uh, you know, I mean, he's just the catalyst of that defense. Well, let's call it like it is, um, you know, Jalen Ramsey's great, but Jalen Ramsey is only one person and he's playing the, you know, in the secondary, you're going to see more of an impact as a guy that can, you know, obviously knock down the, uh, the quarterback and, you know, pressure him to make, you know, errant throws and things like that. So, you know, Donald played, but I mean, he was like 30% and got taken out after like the first quarter. Uh, also, as you guys were seeing, uh, it was kind of a big deal to not have Cooper Cup uh, since, you know, he's kind of leading the league in every category for receiving. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think, you know, you look at last year and, you know, how good that team was and best defense in the league and all of that. And you just couldn't help but think, you know, what if they had, you know, an elite quarterback? And, and I think, you know, I'm one of those people that believe that Stafford, regardless of playoff, in that regard um, to even get in that that's a whole other discussion I think this is somebody in my opinion that is elite and he's proving it and you know right now as somebody that leads the league over the last 10 years in like fourth quarter comebacks and uh, comfort behind victories you know this is somebody that is coming to a team that really is rarely losing and when they're losing you know it's uh it's you know maybe once or twice or maybe you know four times a season in games where they in which they win you know they they don't they don't lose very often when they do you know it's it's kind of a shock so you know it's the Rams, but thank you but 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 thank you last year for losing to the Jets so that really was that really was nice I, we appreciate that <laughs> here they, I you know I can tell you from the moment they kicked off. They were going to lose to the Jets because the Jets just came out with this fire I can't even explain. And I had John Franklin Myers on that week, uh, who was a former Ram. And, uh, you know, he plays for the Jets. And, you know, just the dumbest decision they made was probably letting him go. Um, But, you know, I I had him on. I could just tell there was just this renewed feeling. And, you know, obviously when you're playing a team that has nothing to lose. um, Except Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. We kept we kept asking uh, John on the podcast, like, hey, you know, do you do the players care about that at all? Do they look at like, oh, you know, you guys could get a, the number one overall pick and have an opportunity and. You know, I believe he might have told us this off air. I don't remember if it was on the show or not, but basically to make a long story short, he said, you know, that player can end up replacing us. That's how we look at it. So we're playing right now. We're playing for our jobs. You know, obviously it's not a guarantee you're going to be retained after going 0-16. So we're trying to yeah. avoid that. And I thought it was a good way he put it. Um, but yeah, you know, I was not surprised. Uh, Jared Goff played like crap in that game and to be honest with you, the Jets, once again, just like this year, the Jets are bad by name, but when you really look at their defense, they're not that bad. It's it's really right now, uh, like, I think if they had Sam Darnold right now, to be honest with you, they'd probably have two, you know, at least a win, uh, maybe even two. Um, but I, I just think they made a mistake, uh, you know, going out and, and, you know, getting Zach Wilson when they did. You know, this is somebody that's going to take, you know, two, three, maybe even four years to develop. Um, and this defense, I think, is is ahead of schedule. So all that's going to happen is, you know, what it means is you're going to have these guys on the on a different playing field. You're going to have, you know, when Wilson supposedly develops, a lot of these, you know, very talented players on the defensive side of the ball are going to be free agents or already on other teams. So I just don't feel like they planned it out very well. Uh, Robert Sala is a defensive mind and knows what he's doing. So I feel like he's going to get the most. And that's why that defense has been physical. They, they've kept them in games. But, you know, Zach Wilson and, and Salah mentioned, you know, Zach Wilson has to learn to play another down and, and, and not be that guy. He doesn't need to take chances. They're in the game. You know, just make the safe play or, or you know, just be the game manager. And the problem is you drafted a kid that literally wants to play like his life is literally depending on it. So. You know, you're not going to see that. You're not going to see, you know, the safe plays from Zach Wilson. You're going to see him running around and trying to create and literally, you know, carve out space that isn't actually there. So that that's the big issue with the Jets. Zach is trying to play like, look, I'm trying to prove that I was worthy of the number two pick in the draft. And yeah. he's and right now, especially playing behind that offensive line, you're not going to be able to do that. And no. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. They should have kept Sam Darnold around. They should have drafted, they should have drafted a, um, a, a lineman at number two because they were there, being the really good ones were there, and you decided to go a whole different route. And it, it's going to set them back, I think, at least for a couple of years because, like you said, by the time that uh, Wilson actually gets steady everybody's going to be gone from that defense. And then you're going to have to try to reload that back up again. No, I agree. Uh, I mean, a hundred percent. And, you know, I like that Stala brought Michael LaFleur over from the 49ers to be the OC, but I, I just think that they, they made a mistake and they, you know, Sam Darnold, when I had Blake Cashman on uh, linebacker for the jets, you know, he said they love Sam, you know, they'd be rooting for him. And, and that's somebody that they were hoping would get an opportunity you know, with the new coaching staff. So, um, they, you know, I don't think that they were too happy about them going out and getting a kid like that, but you know, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe, you know, it, it's only through three weeks, maybe, you know, Wilson will be fine. But you know, for me so far, I've been less than impressed. He was my fourth quarterback, gave him a pretty high grade, but I gave him, you know, a pretty high as far as, you know, rating, whether or not they're a project or, you know, yeah, it's already, I didn't think Zach Wilson was close to NFL ready. I thought he was the least NFL ready quarterback out of the top six. Um, yeah. Mac Jones being my sixth and Davis Mills being my fifth. I had, um, I had Trey Lance as my number one. I, I think Trey Lance is going to be incredible. Yeah, we well, I, I know who I had number one. So yeah, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. He, yeah, he's here now. So uh, I was, uh, I, I was, I was excited to see Trevor just, Trevor just had because watch because he played high school ball right up the road from us because I'm from Jacksonville, so he played oh, okay. he played high school he played high school ball not too far from us, so we've heard about Trevor since high school and he's been that guy all throughout everywhere he's went and you just see it in him that he's going to be that special type, but with all these rookie quarterbacks and everything, 
right now is the time that you have to, as your offensive coordinator, if you've got this rookie court, you have to establish what identity that you want to have on your offensive side of the ball. And New York hasn't established that at all yet because they haven't been able to because you don't know what you have with your offensive line. Jacksonville, I think, over the last couple of games has kind of established what they want to do on offensive now. Now it's kind of got that spread offense that Urban ran in college type look to it, and that's what Trevor was comfortable with. So I think they're kind of establishing that identity now because you see them running the ball a lot more. You see them hitting the uh, hitting the uh, hitting the uh, hitting the plays in the passing game that. They're now they're able to draw him up now that they're actually using James Robinson instead of just letting him back there stand back there and be a decoy and not giving the ball over the first two games. But oh, you yeah. see him kind you see him kinda of getting that identity now and I, I like where the offensive trend is going with with those guys. But a lot of these rookie quarterbacks haven't got that that identity on the on their offense that they need in order to be successful. Even Matt Jones in it in, in New England. They really haven't set him up for that uh, that positivity positivity yet. Hope Bill might have been saving it all for this week. Who knows? I hope <laughs> they come out and they just blow out Tampa. I would laugh so hard. That would be great. I would too. That would be I, I great. I would too because I I would too because I'm anti Tampa everything. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't mind that at all whatsoever, but I, I do I think that's going to happen? Yeah, no. Unless Bill has been saving everything for this one game, and he's just going to unleash the kitchen sink on him and everything. Yeah, I think I think the Bucks kind of win this one easy. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think it'll be a close game. Actually, I think the defense is going to play well, and I think they're going to put Mac Jones in you know positions to, uh, you know, just keep him out of harm's way and, and just manage the game. I, I have Tampa winning. But I would see, like, say, 27-23, I could see. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, Which somewhere. It, it, I, th- I think it would be a little bit more, but, it, yeah, it is what it is. You know Bill. Bill, Bill. Bill's got some of that stupid magic that he usually pulls out, but he don't have <laughs> number 12. To, he don't have number 12 to help him out on some of it this time, though. <laughs> So, no, on a, so on the rookie quarterback as well, I know we kind of touched bases on them. Um, I, I, Trey Lance, I know he kind of play here and there, but they gave Justin Fields a starting job because, well, Dalton got hurt and Nagy is not committal to him. So now I want y'all to think about his first start because the dude got sacked nine times. And it seemed like the way that they was playing Fields wasn't to his strength. So I, I want y'all to kind of elaborate on, on that particular game that this quarterback with all this athletic ability got sacked nine times. Kevin, help me break that down. Well, that's easy. Their offensive line sucks. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're Chicago, Chicago, and like I was talking about earlier, getting these rookie quarterbacks, you've got to establish some type of identity in your offense. Chicago has none because Chicago is flopping from Andy Dalton to full. So they're trying to use the Andy Dalton style of offense that they were running with this kid who's athletic as hell, but which is still, terrible. This offense, yeah, this terrible, off, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't run an offense in which you got the statue of Andy Dalton standing back there throwing the ball, and then put in this guy that you can roll out, get him comfortable, get him some short throws, let him use his legs a little bit, especially behind the offensive line. You isn't you you know isn't very stable, and that and this is what ends up happening when you when you try to do that. You get a you get a gig sacked nine times and you in the shell shot. <laughs> Your thoughts on that, Jake? About Fields getting sacked nine times and the way that Nagy was using this quarterback? Yeah, so you know, I look at, you know, the way he's been using Fields and it's been, you know, really just that kind of gadget guy, which I didn't like coming into the season. Um, you know, I'm a basically a baptism by fire type of person mm-hmm. where I don't believe in, you know, quarterbacks learning while just sitting on the sidelines and being told not to do what the other guy's doing or being told how to do it. I think they have to learn hands on. Um, in the case with Wilson, I, I just think, you know, maybe in a different spot would have made sense. But for the most part, I think he'd be the exception. I think if they, if they had, you know, somebody there, and he was sitting fine. Fields to me was NFL ready. And now here's the thing. They lose 
Um, Kevin Jenkins to start the season, the second round pick. He's out for the year. They're starting a left tackle who's 80% NFL shape because he was basically on the verge of retiring and Jason Peters. Uh, yep. Sam Mustafer is just not very good at center. Um, and then they have, you know, two guys they drafted first, uh, two other guys they drafted at center that had to move to guard because they couldn't play center. And that's James Daniels and, uh, you know, Whitehead or White, um, White Hair. Yeah, Cody White Hair. So, White Hair. Yeah. So, you know, I just, <laughs> I, I look at it and I'm like, all right, let's look at the facts here because people are trying to knock. You know, Justin Fields for not seeing down the field or whatever. He had an average of 0.7 seconds to throw the football. So I, I mean, we, we could talk all we want about, <laughs> you know, Justin Fields and holding the football. But, you know, if, if you're going to try to make the argument that he could have done more, uh, you know, maybe, you know, a minuscule amount of more. But they just absolutely stifled that offensive line. I mean, stunts, they used all sorts of wacky stuff. And the offensive line had no chance, and they just absolutely physically dominated them. And, and yeah, Matt Nagy isn't a good man. coach. So, you know, I don't know why all of a sudden, you know, because there's there's a lot of blowback. Um, anytime a quarterback gets sacked nine times, you know, people blame the offensive line and the OC. But in this case, 100%, it is the offensive line and the OC. Um, yep. Don't. Don't do eight, <laughs> you know, don't don't do five to seven step dropbacks with your rookie quarterback when he has point seven seconds average on average to throw. Uh, that's just a no brainer. Three you know three mm-hmm. step drops. Uh, you know try a little RPO. You know to keep the defense honest. And that, they they just didn't. You know and, and I think the thing is this game. You know they could have done a lot more in my opinion for Fields. I mean when you look at the game last week. You know it it really was close at one point um the defense was holding their own you know i i thought khalil mack was doing a nice job and getting the quarterback they didn't really have an issue doing that the issue was that they just couldn't capitalize i mean th- this game was you know about at, at one point it was 6 13 uh 6 to 13 they were down going into the fourth quarter it ends up being 6 to 26 which that's the that's another thing. I don't think the Browns, you know, really played that well on the offensive side of the football. Um, big issue here is that they abandoned the run in a really close game. That's on Matt Nagy. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you get ten carries for uh, David Montgomery. You only have him have four targets. I mean, you know, that's the thing is that he should have been your security net for your young quarterback. He should have been running the football. Your game plan was to use Justin Fields the way you did. You failed, and and that's the thing is, you know, people want to push back and say, well, Matt Nagy, there's not really anything you can do when Fields doesn't see in the field. But I just disagree. I think, like you said, nine nine sacks came of it. He had an average of seven seconds in the pocket. I just don't think that's entirely on Fields. Now, does he have to be better? Absolutely, but I mean, there's not a ton you can do. So. You know, I think this week he's going to surprise some people. Um, you know, against the Lions, they're they're in Chicago. I, I feel pretty good about that. You know, the Browns game was tough, but I really think you know his. Uh, honestly, this is what I find funny, is that they didn't want to start him against the Rams, but then they they start him against the Browns on the road in that environment. That's his like debut as this like true starting quarterback. Uh, that just seemed really dumb to me if you were worried about him getting killed and, and rattled early on. Um, and also, you know, you failed if you don't have an offensive line at week three of the season. You know, that that's on you. Yeah, we don't we don't want to get we don't want to get you killed by Aaron Donald, but we want to get you killed by Miles Garrett. So here, you can yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Aaron Donald might literally kill you. Miles Garrett will just hit you in the head with a helmet. So you're fine. You're fine. You'll be all right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just but I feel did, like they could have handled it way better. But they left. They let him stay. They tried to run the Andy Dalton offense with a guy who can move. Get him out of the pocket, roll him out, move the pocket, so you're getting away from these offensive linemen who isn't doing anything. Give him the options, and rely more on your running game. That's what I was saying here at the beginning of the season. You need to rely on your running game, move them, even run it, even run a little bit of tempo. Because when I see a lot of rookie quarterbacks, when you start running with a little tempo, it takes a lot off of their mind. Then they just go out there and they just play. 
And with a yeah. rookie, I, I know that if, if they go out there and they just they can go out there and just play and let everything flow in a in a up tempo a little tempo environment, it's better for them. So I, I'm surprised more teams with these young guys don't run a little bit more of it. Like you see Arizona with uh, with Murray and, and the way King uh, yeah Kingsbury runs his offense. They play with that tempo because they just let Kyler go out there and be him. And they don't ask him to do. They don't ask him to do too much, but they let him. To, they ask him to do what he sees within the flow of the game, and it, it works out there. I would. I like to see a lot more teams use that kind of stuff. Well, I definitely agree. for Justin Fields too. Yeah, you like to see him use for Justin oh, Fields as Justin. well, right? Yeah, just, you see the success him, just duplicate it. Just let him play. That's what he did at Ohio State most of the time. They just let him play. Mind you, Ohio State was playing lesser talent all the time, and it's different here, but you let these guys just go out and play, and you'll see that they can do it. It's just, I think I think a lot of these guys just get too much on top of their, on their plate at one time, and they're asked to do a lot when football really, at the end all be all to it, is a simple game. If you can keep it simple for these mm-hmm. guys, they can go out there and execute and, and let it ride. Right. Right. So, all right. Um, I know we kind of jumped around. But I'm gonna go back to one of these questions here and kind of get y'all input on this. Uh, back to the three and O teams. It was the four teams that I just named. Um, which team to y'all is a pretty much a flash in the pan? Good, nice little hot start. Possibly could be a playoff team, but nothing is too serious about it. But uh, what's y'all thoughts? Who 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 that'd be? And I go with uh, Jake. Jake, you can go first. Yeah, I would say the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, I think the Cardinals this Sunday, I think they're going to get blown out by the Rams. I, I have 41-20 as the score. Um, you know, I, I look at this team, and I, I think, you know, it, it's a good start, but there's some context needed. Kyler Murray has four interceptions already, you know, has, you know, not really taken care of the ball. Um, you know, they, they could have lost to Miami, or not Miami, Minnesota. Uh, you know, missed 37 yard field goal. Um, you know, they dominated Tennessee, which was good, you know, and then they, they played Jacksonville, but Jacksonville was in that game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, albeit it was a crazy, you know, a crazy 109 yard, uh, field goal return for a touchdown. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, they were still in that game and, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, some awful, play calling in my opinion i think jacksonville had a chance um you know losing 31 19 i don't think really this doesn't tell the true story of the game uh so now going up against the rams clearly the best team they've played i think tennessee is a playoff team french playoff team i don't have the vikings making it i definitely don't have the jaguars making it uh so (laughs) so, (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) so i mean i think you know they're going up against the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, uh, coming off the, maybe the biggest, you know, regular season win in Sean McVay's career. Um, you know, anytime you go up against a super bowl defending super bowl champion with pretty much every single player of that championship team, uh, every single starter, uh, you know, being there except for the ones that were injured. Um, you know, that's saying a lot. So, you know, I think Arizona to me, because, you know, I look at, Denver and I think you know Denver for a while I've said everyone wants to fire Vic Fangio but look at the defense you know they're 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 monstrous and you know they go out and they get my guy Patrick Sertain to mm-hmm. sure up that that corner spot they got Justin Simmons who's one of the best young safeties in football obviously Von Miller suffered the injury last season didn't even get a chance to play. I think they were just one of the teams that were plagued by injuries last year but I've been saying it for a while you know they're a they're a quarterback away. And, you know, I, I really am curious to know if Drew Locke would have been able to do it this year. Um, first off, I'll say Me this. Me too, man. Me too. You know, <laughs> Locke hurt his shoulder against the Steelers and has not been the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, no one's pointing that out. Um, but he tried to play with that injury, clearly. Uh, that's the number one thing. Um, number two, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is actually throwing down the field. So, Teddy Bridgewater, who they got, from Carolina, um, it has been a game manager until he went to Carolina, of course, with Joe Brady's offense. Mm-hmm. And he really showed you, you know, this guy when he, you know he was healthy and and he had Christian McCaffrey last year. I mean, Carolina could have 
honestly won the division. I mean, they were they they had a shot. I mean, they were a good football team. Well, now you look at Denver, and they have all the place the the pieces in place on the, you know the the defense. You look at the offensive line coached by Mike Munchak. You know, from top to bottom, very very good offensive line in my opinion. Ton of potential, um, and got a, a few of my friends on that team, uh, Dalton Reiser and, and Calvin Anderson. So Love Dalton Reiser. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Uh, just he's a great, a great dude. Um, <laughs> you know, and then they have Noah Fant, who they're barely using right now, who, you know, he'll be ready to go, you know, at any point. Albert O. Uh, you know, look at what they're doing without Jerry Judy. I mean, you know, I think the big thing here is that that running back tandem. You know, I think people are realizing Melvin Gordon can still play in this league, almost had a thousand yard season last year. Um, and, and then you have Javante Williams. Javante is a monster pass protector. He's not getting enough credit. <laughs> Um, right. So they have a really nice tandem, and then Bridgewater, who can throw over 300 yards a game, really, uh, is not really the game manager he was in, you know, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, this team can win the division, man. I mean, this seems good, and you know, then you have the Raiders uh, on top of it. You know, I think Raiders the Raiders are, are really good. Yeah. You know, Derek Carr finally getting the credit he deserves. You know, Josh Jacobs hasn't even really been healthy, and they've been winning games. Uh, they're using all sorts of wacky stuff. I mean, Kenyon Drake has basically become a receiver. They're obsessed with using Peyton Barber. I don't know why, um, but <laughs> you know, I mean, dude averages like 2.7 yards per carry. But sure, trot him out there. Uh, but, you know, then you have you know the emergence of Henry Ruggs, their first round pick last year. Uh, Brian Edwards, who they compared to Randy Moss for some reason in training camp. Um, you know, they they have a lot of uh, you know very talented players. Obviously, Darren Waller defense highlight there is max crosby off the edge so you know for me uh this raiders team i do think is legit um that's why i wouldn't say them or the broncos and then i believe there's another undefeated team that's totally escaping me right now that's what i'm looking to yeah it's all blanking on me i had them all in my head i got carolina las vegas denver arizona the rams yeah, Carolina's the other one. Yeah, Carolina's the other one. Yeah, yeah, Carolina's, yeah, the other one. Carolina's legit. Uh, you know, I might have been a year early on them last year. Uh, to be fair, Christian McCaffrey didn't go down. Um, that sucks, you know, Before man. they could really establish their offensive line. Or, sorry, establish their offensive identity last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that might have been special. But this year he went down, and they, I feel like they've already established their offensive identity. They're really – they're a team that wants to really get DJ Moore involved. They want to give Chuba Hubbard an opportunity. They they have Sam Darnold, who's a mobile quarterback, and he does want to take off. Um, now, the question mark there to me was why you traded away um, Dan Arnold, because I know, you know, looking at who they, they acquired, uh, C.J. Henderson, the former first-round pick for the Jaguars, I mean, I love that trade for both sides. It's a rare even trade because they got picks, and, uh, you know, the Jaguars get a good tight end who I think is going to be – exactly what they need uh, at tight end personally. But um, the, it's just weird because it seemed like, you know, Darnold and Arnold, uh, you know, funny enough, were, you know, gaining, <laughs> they had this rapport, you know, they, they were gaining uh, momentum with each other. And, and I feel like trading him at this point in the season was kind of odd, but they did go out and get Tommy Trumbull in the draft at a Notre Dame. Um, and, you know, he did catch a touchdown pass on Thursday night football last week. So, We'll see with him, but no, I, I think, you know, Sam Darnold with, uh, you know, Matt Rule's defense, well, his his team in general, but that defense, uh, you know, going out and getting Hassan Reddick, a guy that he coached at Temple, uh, Brian Burns, obviously, you know, his uh, development. And then on top of that, you know, you lose J.C. Horn, but you go out and you get C.J. Henderson and it almost kind of, you know, fills that, that hole that was going to be left behind. So, you know, Carolina, man, they are absolutely tough and they have the division lead right now. I had them winning 11 games. I still think Tampa probably, you know, wins the division, but they're going to be a tough one now because if, you know, they, they're a Tampa win away from having the tiebreaker in that division and, you know, mm-hmm. still being first place. So dangerous team. Yeah, definitely. Kevin, your thoughts on, uh, on who's the team that's a flash in the pan and what you think about the teams here, which what's your opinion? I, 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 me too. I think, I think it's the Cardinals as well. Uh, as much as I, I like how they do things on offense and I like Murray and everything he, uh, with, with playing free, like they do, that does allow for more 
turnovers on his side of the ball and everything like that. So I, I, I would have to go with the Cardinals as well, plus the division they're in. Uh, I just I I think they're in that one spot to where they're they're going to be they're going to have more trouble getting through the uh, the rest of the season. Yeah, that division is stacked. Um, very good division, tough division to play in. So, um, I know you know you can look at Carolina and Denver could be the obvious choices, but I look at their schedule, man. The rest of the way, you know, they they got some chance for the Broncos. You know, yeah, the, the real test for them next week they got the Ravens. Broncos also run into some injuries here. Jerry Judy is out. He should be back in a few weeks, if not, probably about four. We lost KJ Hamler, which thanks because he opened up the offense with his speed and uh, was really playing that slot receiver pretty well. So, um, but yeah, looking at that schedule the rest of the way should be pretty fair, but where at least they at least can compete for a wild card. Same with the, the Panthers. Looking at the Panthers as well, their their schedule along the way they got the Cowboys next, and then Eagles, Vikings, Giants, Falcons. Patriots, Cardinals, football team, and Dolphins in their bye week. So, like, both of these teams. football team. So, yeah, it's just, it seemed like that both of these teams are set up at least to make a run for the wild card, even more to win their division. But uh, Von Miller, he, wins, uh, he won the defensive player player of the, of the week. Of the month, I believe. But nonetheless. Of the month, yes. Of the month. And nonetheless, from what he's been doing from that injury and at his age, he's 32, um, been very been been very impressive. But I know everybody look at, you know, Denver, look at their schedule. I'm like, well, they do. They're tied with point differential um, with the Bills as far as, like, you know, the the point of Richard, what they win the game by. So, honestly, Denver just had a team that lined up in front of them. They took advantage of the schedule, and, and they're getting results. It's not like these are close games. Um, they just can't stay healthy as uh, Jake did a great job breaking down of, you know, Jesse Simmons and um, Patrick Satan and uh, this this team that's that's talented. They got Bryce Callahan. I mean, this this is a talented defense, man. Uh, Josie Jewell is another one that went down for the year. And this is it's a shame because this is possibly he's up for a contract extension next year. And, I, and it could have been his last game in a Denver uniform, which is depressing to me because he actually is a pretty solid linebacker so um it just hurt for me to see him and, go down in that fashion and they can't keep chubb healthy oh don't get me started on bradley chubb man <laughs> he's, yeah he's, no, that's, i mean <laughs> hey tim patrick had himself a day last week yeah yeah so i'm you just know. like mm. i mean they got that's the good thing. i think yeah, i think they pulled out and played chubb uh, too quick against Jacksonville. I think they should have gave him another week or two, maybe to heal up, and then brought him back this week. I just think they they did him a disservice by bringing him back as fast as they did. Yeah, but well, Malik Reed, man, he can play. He's solid. I, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I interviewed him. Um, yeah, I remember him out of uh, I want to say Utah State, no Nevada. I always get those two confused. No idea why. Um, yeah, no, he, he can play, obviously. You know, they have guys like Shelby Harris and, um, yep. you know, I like you said, Bryce Callahan. I always forget to – I mean, he is – he's awesome. They brought him over from Chicago because, uh, you know, Fangio loves that guy. Yeah. Um, and they have Fuller. I, I love it. And then <laughs> um, my guy, Justin Cernat, as well, who I really like. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely good team. All right, so on the flip side, we talk about the one and two teams. Um, some of the teams that I highlighted as the one and two were the, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Steelers. Um, yeah, what, what's some struggles on display with some of these teams that you just see off top of your head? Just kind of with what within those teams that are one and two. Well, the Steelers, it's you've got a 936 year old quarterback that's still standing back there and, and slinging the ball all over the place and. The Steelers are almost like how the Los Angeles Lakers have done things. They went and got every old guy, and they they put them on and they put them on their team. And the Steelers' average age is like 936. So the, the the Steelers are just old. Seattle, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Seattle. Their uh, their defense has suffered off a lot. I I know that much. Um, and the Chiefs, it's like everybody's figured out. Hey. Let's just play zone. Let them try to throw everything underneath, and then we'll go and tackle them. And then 
if we're playing so far back when Mahomes tries one of these crazy-ass passes, we're right here to pick it off. And that's what's been happening with, with Kansas City. People have been playing a lot more zone. People have been dropping back. And people have been going, okay, y'all try to beat us with the underneath stuff because we're not going to give you anything deep right now. So Kansas City just needs to figure out uh, what's going on. And their defense has just been abysmal. Uh, they <laughs> literally been, I was trying to think of a different word besides horrible. And abysmal came to mind. But they have been atrocious. Absolutely. They have been atrocious, terrible. Um, uh, Jake, you want to join in? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Jake got some adjectives he can describe the Chiefs defense. <laughs> uh, well, I just I always say you know they're they're so complacent. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I said it for a while. You know, this Chiefs defense still starts Daniel Sorensen in the back end of their secondary. I mean, that's all you need to know. I mean, Jeff Keith <laughs> and Daniel Sorensen, and I mean, it's just those type of safeties. I mean, they're just they, I don't I don't understand it. Well, they're they're you know they they have uh, they have a ton of work ethic. Okay, so do a lot of guys. Like I I never understood it. I mean, he he's just not just not very good. Um, Tyron, you know, obviously Tyron Matthews very good. They have Juan Thornhill, who they got in the draft uh, now two years ago. Um, who for whatever reason doesn't play because Daniel Sorensen. Um, yeah, the, Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs defense is just not very good. Now up front, they have some guys, but like you said, uh, you know, in regards to their, you know, how to stop their offense, teams are playing more zone. Um, you're going to see that a lot, by the way. Uh, that that started the Rams did that against Tom Brady. Um, so you'll see that a lot. Um, it, it's it's the way to be. I mean, if, if you could beat cover two all day, then there's no way to probably win. Um, but if you can't, then, you know, you're going to end up, you know, coming away with these wins. And I think that's what teams are trying to do with Patrick Holmes is just, you know, kind of force everything over the middle and force everything underneath and not allow anyone to kind of win over the top. You know, and, and I think that's the thing is as long as you can do that, you're going to be in, in games as long as you can put up points on the other end. But, you know, I just think with uh, with the Chiefs, so to speak, you know, the, the defense and everything, uh, it's just not like it, I mean, I, I know it, it's funny. Like I make fun of Thornton and all that. Like they got Matthew, like Jerry, uh, Nick Bolton is somebody that they drafted, you know, in the second round. They paid Hitchens. Um, you know, DeAndre Baker, they kind of lucked into because of that whole thing. Right. Um, you know, and, and Mike Hughes is playing some good ball for them, you know. And, but here's the thing is that, you know, with this defense, they're just not physically imposing. They're not a defense like, say, the Saints, where if you have a fantasy running back and you're, they're going up against the Saints, it better be like Derrick Henry. Otherwise, you might consider best, <laughs> you know. And that's the thing is, I mean, you know, they, they completely shut down. I mean, Mac Jones was the leading rusher for the Patriots. That's all you need to know about the Saints defense. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I just feel like, you know, with the Bucks, Saints, things like, like de- you know, defense like that, Rams, Bills, Washington, all that. I just feel like those teams, Broncos, uh, they're hard to play against on defense. But, you know, with the Chiefs, it's like I feel like you're – any game could be like this week. No one is giving Eagles a shot. Uh, everyone's just assuming, well, the Chiefs are coming off a tough loss at home. They're going to be pissed. I'm like, okay, well, the Eagles just went on the road and lost in Jerry World and are coming off a tough, you know, loss there uh, on the national scene. Who's to say that you know Philly doesn't upset the Chiefs at home? Um, mm-hmm. You know, people trying to use the Andy Reid dynamic. Andy Reid's returning, so he's got a score to settle. It's like, <laughs> I mean, he already did that. You know, he already won a Super Bowl. What what, mm-hmm. what score is there to settle? So, I, I don't know. I just, to me, I, I think the whole idea that oh well, the Chiefs could be three and zero. So I don't, I don't put too much stock in one too. Uh, that's the NFL newsflash. You know, a lot, a lot of teams right now that we're talking about zero oh, and three could be three and zero. You know, there are exactly. teams that we're talking about. One and two, that could be two and one. Three and zero oh teams, that could be zero oh and three. It's all about what you do and and if you hold on to the win. And the Chiefs haven't been able to do that. And 
Furthermore, let's not love Patrick Mahomes. He's the reason they lost to Baltimore. He did not need yep. to throw that pick. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're teams, right. Teams are teams are daring the Chiefs to run the ball, but the Chiefs' stubbornness and not wanting to run the ball has been their downfall in a lot of these games. They are literally daring you to just try to run the football. And you went and paid all this money to get this new offensive line in here after the debacle that was last year in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Run the ball, man. If they're giving you these looks, run the ball, get some yardage. Don't be don't be scared to use the dump downs in the middle of the field and just pick your way down the field. We know how explosive you are. Make people respect the other thing, and then your explosiveness is going to come back. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think like I said, we mentioned about the Chiefs. They're uh, ranked last and in the defense, they're bottom five in red zone defense. They just easy to score in the red zone. So um it's been a problem watching them. So I mean as much as I like to, you know, we focus on the Chiefs here, this is a team that have definitely out of this group Super Bowl aspirations. The other team will play all contenders, but the Chiefs have Super Bowl aspirations. So um panic meter for uh, the Chiefs, is it low, medium, or high? And that can just be like a short answer. Kevin, what you think? Low, medium, or high for the Chiefs? Low. It's low, low until they lose a couple more games, and then they gotta, they'll have to snap back into it. With the talent that you have on the offensive side of the ball, no matter how bad your defense has been lately, mm-hmm. they can they can win you some ball games. So it's low right now unless this trend continues uh, this week and the following couple of weeks. Gotcha. Jake, low, medium, or high for the Chiefs? Like right now, are they low? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I think to me, the Chiefs, they'll, they'll make the playoffs. They'll be but I think, you know, now teams are, are not – afraid of them anymore and I think that's what we're seeing I mean the Chargers I have in the Super Bowl you know I think yeah. the Chargers are terrifying they have the, the defensive coordinator of the Rams last year who took them to the first team defense uh, you know they have guys like Bosa and uh, you know Mr. Do-It-All and Derwin James mm-hmm. they have a franchise quarterback that you know did things that you know people around the league say Tom Brady couldn't have done last year with that offense they have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams is revitalized in his role. Um, an elite offensive line now with an elite l- left tackle, rookie Rayshon Slater, and an elite center in Corey Lindsley. Uh, you know, they added Asante Samuel in the second round. You know, so I just think all in all that the Chargers. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm looking at this too as well, and just worry about their 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 uh, meter here. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with medium because that division is darn good that they're playing. Um, you already got two teams that start three and zero, and you got the the Chargers who are already two and one. Um, so that division is very competitive. You know, one the NFC West, the AFC West will be right up there with them as the probably the most hard division to play in. So um, I'm looking at this division. I'm just like Chiefs can't Chiefs can't get behind. Chiefs can't get behind. Uh, so that's why I kind of picked them as medium. And uh, because the AFC in general is very competitive, uh, it's still early. Like I said, I hate to jump to this early conclusion right now because they still do have a, uh, a, a Super Bowl type of team just because of that guy, number 15. But like I said, the defense better try to figure it out and be somewhat middle. The offense line is good. And as Kevin mentioned, they got to run They got to run the ball. They got to be able to use that and try hitting these home runs plays. So that's just my two cents looking at it from, from a distance that – see a lot of Chiefs football because they're in, a, in my division that I root for a team for. So, my two cents Look, on it. Me, per- me personally, I think they just need to keep throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field. That way you can keep racking up my fantasy points. Oh, tight end. Oh, you got fantasy football. <laughs> that's, that's, what you, that's what you're looking at. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> um... Well, that's all I pretty much got, guys. I mean, I mean, did y'all want to kind of touch on this? I mean, we just the Seahawks and Steelers. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We, we kind of just kind of briefly touch on them, but honestly, I really don't see their 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 panic meter. Russell Wilson, all of them. I, I don't know. Well, anyway, I, I would say 
Seattle I had coming into the league at seven and ten, uh, coming into the season at seven and ten. I'm not surprised. Uh, they don't have much of a secondary. It's actually the worst in football right now. Um, yeah, you know. terrible. I, I, well, that's what happens when you think Trey Flowers is starting, you know, corner, and, you, and then you put out, you know, you have articles like Trey Flowers is really coming into his own in year four. Dear God, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it, it's the same thing with Seattle. It's if Russell Wilson stays healthy and they keep him upright, which they never do. Um, you know, then they'll probably be in the playoffs and lose in the first round or the second round. They're not a threat. They're not, a, you know, a Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, I just the the bias towards the Seattle, uh, you know, Seahawks is just incredible to me with the media. Um, they're just not not ready to put them to bed. And, you know, I think this is a team that can score 38 and give up 41. I mean, it's just that's that's where we're at right now. It's that, you know, just look at it like this, you know, Jamal Adams. Costs the same amount as Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey comes to the Rams, and he's playing the star position for the Rams, corner, safety, linebacker, edge, whatever you need him to do. He is doing it. He has transformed their defense, whereas Jamal Adams is just pretty much doing what he does and doesn't really make anyone around him better. Uh, Their secondary got worse. I mean, their secondary is way worse than it's been in the past since they got Jamal Adams. And the Rams secondary, I don't think it's ever been this good. So, you know, I, that's all you need to know about that. I just think Seattle, to me, they're overrated. And, uh, you know, um, I, I think their time is finally coming as the team that, I mean, they've existed for, you know, two decades now, just existing. I think it's finally coming to an end. And then I think with the Steelers, I think it's it's way too early with them because, they you know, they installed a brand-new offense. Um, they have two young offensive linemen that they're counting on. Uh, you know, in Kendrick Green, even three, to be honest with you, second year man, Kevin Dotson out of uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, you know, then you have uh, Kendrick Green, the uh, the Illinois center, the rookie center this year. And then uh, mm-hmm. Dan Moore, uh, the tackle. You know, I just think that they're, they're way too young, you know, on the offensive line to just write them off so early. Nashi Harris looks great. You know, is creating yards that aren't there. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look great, but again, it, it's a brand new offense. It's early. Um, you know, he's dealt with a bunch of injuries. I mean, Deontay Johnson might not play again this week. Juju Smith-Schuster's hurt. I feel like Ch- uh, Chase Claypool dives up, tries to make a catch, misses it, and then gets hurt every play. Um, you know, so it's it, it, it's been it's been not smooth sailing for the Steelers. Plus, they they had injuries in the. Uh, the Raider game, you know, TJ Watt goes down through the, the first quarter and uh, Devin Bush misses the game and, you know, Joe Hayden misses the game and they, they just lost uh, Alu Alu, a huge, huge player mm-hmm. in the trenches that no one's talking about. Uh, probably lost him for the season. Um, so they're they're really, they're, they're fighting injuries early on. But the problem is their injuries aren't the big, you know, the, the headline injuries. So they, you know, kind of goes by the wayside, but no, I'd say the Steelers are the, the Steelers panic level panic meters low. Um, I don't, I'm not out on them yet. I had them win in division. Maybe they don't do that, but you know, this is a team that I think is just starting a little differently than they did last year, obviously going 11 and 0. Uh, right, so, right. you know, I, I think they're, they're low. The Seattle Seahawks, their panic meter is high because if they lose to the Niners, they're losing the Rams. That means they're going to go one and four. Um, and then, you know, I think the the Chiefs panic meter should be low. I mean, it, you know, maybe maybe even medium, but I, I don't know. I pretty much low for them. I would say the, the Steelers and Chiefs, you could go low to medium. The Seahawks should be I mean, you, you should be panicking because. You know, if they don't make the playoffs, Russell Wilson's out. I think Russell Wilson's out anyway. You know, he's been sacked almost 400 times. And, you know, he's averaging, the way he's averaging right now, by three years from now. So by, let's see, what's this year? 2021. So Mm -hmm. by by like 2024, 2025, he is expected to be the all-time leader in most times sacked for a quarterback. And the all-time leader is Brett Favre, a guy that was mobile but also played well into his 40s. Russell Wilson isn't even close to that level, you know, in his 40s. That is absolutely ridiculous, and he should press charges. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle's, Seattle's offensive line was bad, and it was been bad for a while. And the only reason that they were doing anything to even keep any relatives was because of Russell Wilson. 
Mm. Yeah, I just it, it's still bad. I mean, that's why he wants out. It's terrible. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys. Well, you got anything else to add? Uh, I'm going to do my little credits here or anything like that. We need to think of. We're good. <laughs> Any two cents, anything oh, no, I want to add on? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, right. I'm pretty well, much. Uh, yeah, after I, last I, night, I'm pretty much suffered out. So <laughs> I might not even watch nothing. On, I might not even watch nothing. On, I might not even watch nothing on Sunday. Just have a relaxing uh, pool day. <laughs> yeah. uh, what you gonna say jake i'm sorry to cut you off <laughs> no i was just gonna say thank you guys so much for having me um you know you know you guys can follow me at jk bogan that's where you can find all my stuff but uh if you ever need me to come on i'm always free and i don't charge no <laughs> <laughs> so hold on now isn't this how this all started for one guy saying that he would charge what was it fifty yeah. to seventy five dollars to come on for forty five minutes after he did two hours of research, dude. 30 if minutes. you had to, yeah. <laughs> if you had to do, if you had to do two hours of research, and you're supposedly an NFL guy or whatever, you shouldn't be coming on no show for no matter how many minutes. Well, he was a baseball guy, even, I think. Yeah, but uh, but still, don't say that you have to research something for two hours. Talk about it for thirty minutes. I can watch one game and talk about it for four hours just based off what I watch. I don't have to research. I just tell them. I'm like, dude, the fact that you have to charge someone to come on and talk. It's dude. We were talking about sports. We are a tight knit community. A lot of us just started this podcast and just because we wanted to have fun and just because we wanted to pretend like we were at the barbershop talking to our friends about sports, you're coming on here and you're trying to charge people in this community that all we're trying to do is have fun. Sure. Some of us make some money off of it. Some of us don't, but dude, man, come on, man. Don't take advantage. Don't, don't take advantage of a community that's just trying to uplift everybody. It's so dense, too, because this idea that you can't see that how mutually beneficial it is for both parties is just insane Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, he 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 he, when I read that because I read it before y'all two started saying anything and I read it and I went, did this guy really say he would charge? Man, I'll charge you. Man, all you got to do is go get me some Dairy Queen or some McDonald's, and I'll come on your show. You don't even have to. Like you, you don't, you don't even have to give me any money. Just Dude. say, hey, here, I'll cash up you some, so you can go get some McDonald's. You want me I'll to host a double cheeseburger and some fries? Hey, you want me to host and make content? I have no problem doing that. I won't charge a dime, man. It's all about networking <laughs> exactly. at the end of the day. So it mm-hmm. is what it is, man. Well, I said I already don't offer Jake. I'm gonna send him a hat. So. And, that, and that's just him for coming on. I'm going to send him a hat, man, if he wants it. I don't know if he's a hat guy or not, but he's going to get a podcast hat if he wants one. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll i take a hat. I mean, I, I wear hats, too, so, you know. Definitely. I know I some know. guys. I saw, his, I saw his picture in that hair. I don't know if he puts a hat on or on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just wearing one. I just Definitely. took it off when you said that. <laughs> That's funny. So, guys, make sure y'all stay tuned for me and Kevin throughout the week. I think Kevin's going to come back on. We're going to touch a little bit about college and do our picks later on. Um, you can follow the podcast page on Twitter at Bosnock Court. You can follow me at End of Minor CP. Kevin? I'm at Kevin C2415. Jake, one more time. I want you to add you in the credits. Go ahead and give me your Twitter at name. <laughs> <laughs> at, all right. It's at JK Bogan. Definitely. <laughs> just, hey, I just want to go ahead and make him get it again. So um, you go to our uh, Balls Not Court on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Cortez dash Paul. You can go to uh, Podomatic. We're at endomindcp.podomatic.com. Facebook, type in Balls Not Court Podcast. We're also on Instagram. Look at, go to add Balls Not Court Podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Windows, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify. Or as Kevin like to say, what you like to say, Kevin? Yeah. Wherever you listened to us before, just listen to us there again. Boom. Um, once again, Jake, thank you once again for coming to the show. It's been a pleasure. Your expertise is definitely uh, evident. Um, Kevin, uh, thank Appreciate you for taking that. the...
Kevin, thank you for taking the time at work. I know you um, wanted to hop on the show with another football guru, so um, I appreciate you making the time to hop on and accommodate to uh, Mr. J's schedule. And uh, yeah, we, we appreciate our listeners and uh, for speaking for Mr. Jake, Kevin, and Cortez. This is Boston Court Podcast. Y'all enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Take care, guys.